Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash Future Investor slash radio. Oh man, it's already noon. I gotta get going on my story. Hello, blank page. All right, I can do this. Here we go. Typing a sentence. <sighs> this is hard. I wonder what's happening on Twitter. I'll just click over for a quick minute. Breaking news, everything is horrible. No, you're horrible. Guys, this is a distraction. Hashtag distraction gate. Stop gaslighting. Saying it's a distraction is actually a distraction. We can't normalize it. Breaking news. Here's a photo of a panda. Oh God, it's 3.30. Why do I ever read Twitter? I feel like garbage. I really need to get to work. Okay, writing some words. This isn't so bad. Oh, a chat message? Wanna gossip? You know you wanna gossip. I don't know. I heard this salacious thing about this person we talk about all the time. Let's dissect it together for the next 25 minutes. It's gonna be juicy and fun. And we'll also talk about work a little bit so you can justify spending your time chatting with me. Okay. That was fun. That counts as work, right? While I'm here, I might as well click over to my team's group chat. We're working on a big project. I bet there are important updates for me in there. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Something important. Oh God, my story. And it's almost four. I just need to focus. I'm so bad at concentrating on one task, even when I know it needs to get done as soon as possible. But I'm gonna get serious now. I'm gonna sit down and write. But I wonder what's happening on Facebook. Welcome to Works For Me, the show where we try to fix our workplace problems to find out what strategies will work for you. I'm Francesca Levy. And I'm Rebecca Greenfield. This week, it's Becca's turn to take us on a productivity journey. Becca, what is the problem you're trying to solve this week? As you heard in that dramatic reenactment at the top of the show, I cannot focus on my work. I get distracted by Twitter or the internet or my email or chat very easily. And it feels like I can never sit down and complete a task without an interruption. How is that possible? I know that you can, you're can. you capable of getting things done. You get things done all the time. In fact, I think you're like a particularly productive person. Like, I know people who can't focus and you're nowhere on that list. Okay, yeah, that is, I. this is what people say to me. So when I told Danny, my boyfriend, that I wanted to work on my focus for our next experiment, he had the exact same reaction as you did. But as I explained to him, getting things done is different than being focused on the things you're doing. I don't really understand why you think you need to focus better. 
because you are way more efficient than anyone I know, you'll be like, all I did was G-chat all day, and then I wrote these four stories. <laughs> I'm like, what? I've never <laughs> written four stories in one day, and also I don't think we can play this for my employer because I'm not G-chatting all day. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You are working while G-chatting me. <laughs> okay, well, I, I would like to not have that habit. I would like to work really focused, and then when I'm done, reward myself with a G-chat, and then be the best version of myself. Okay, so you're not liking the experience yes. you're having while you're getting stuff done. I do not like the experience, and this is a common problem that I guess you have also. Um, I'm far from the only person who can't focus. British Telecom found that people check their phones every 12 minutes. So, yeah, this is something a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, my phone just flashed. There's like a new feature where it shows you how much screen time. And mine just it was like an unwelcome push notification about my screen time. And I was shocked and horrified yeah. at the, just like the amount of time staring at my phone. Because I know I'm not, most of the time I'm not working when I'm staring at my no, phone. No, so I really done am... on a phone. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so your focus is a problem, apparently, and you wanted to fix it. How? So I didn't really know how. I looked some stuff up online, and there are all of these brain training websites, but they didn't really get at what I wanted. Like, I didn't want to get better at brain games. I wanted to get better at focusing on my work. So I went out and found a super concentrator, the Simone Biles of concentrating, if you will. It's not unusual for me to do, I can do a five, six hour, seven hour day where I'm just working on one thing. That's Cal Newport. He's a computer scientist at Georgetown University. He also happens to be very good at concentrating. He even wrote a book about it. It's called Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. Cal got interested in concentrating when he started looking into how people do their jobs. He quickly realized that the answer to that was not very well. He found that the workplace is a very distracting place, and people like us have convinced ourselves that engaging in those distractions, like answering emails and Slack messages, is part of our jobs. But he says it's just not. I don't think we're properly valuing uh, concentration because it's easy to say, you know what, well, I'm busy, I'm communicating a lot, um, messages are moving, I'm on Messenger, I'm on my phone, I'm active a lot, so I must be productive. I must be doing something something right, I must be producing value. But I think when you look a little bit closer, you realize actually it's the undistracted, concentrated work that is more valuable to the bottom line in many different positions, in many different fields. Cal, on the other hand, doesn't operate like this at all in his work life. He gets all of his work done during the hours of nine to five. He doesn't use social media. He ignores his inbox. He's disciplined. So he realized that he had a lot to teach sad, distracted sacks like me. The good news is that, according to Cal, most people don't even know how much they can really focus because they're not even trying. Well, I think physical fitness is a good analogy for thinking about this. A lot of people incorrectly think about the ability to focus as something like a habit, like flossing their teeth, something they know how to do. It's just a matter of doing it more often. That's not actually the case. Uh, if you're not actually training your mind to be good at sustained concentration, you're actually not going to get nearly as much value out of your concentration sessions. So this is not about small tweaks around the edges. 
really embracing focus as a core skill in your job and something that you practice and protect can have massive changes to the amount of things you're able to produce and the quality level of those things. Cal says that you have to work out the concentration muscles in your brain, and by working them out, you'll get better at using them. So everyone's trying to multitask because they feel obligated to, but multitasking is the destruction of your work, and you really need to concentrate, and apparently concentrating is something that you have to use it or lose it, right? Yeah, I find that's very encouraging. Well, so what are you going to do to improve your concentration? I am going to work out my brain in an attempt to learn how to concentrate better. Cal told me about this interval training exercise where you sit down with a timer and do 20 minutes of work focusing on a single difficult task. If I can get through 20 minutes a few times without distraction, I can increase the time by 10 minutes. And if I get through that, increase it another 10 minutes and so on. Cal also talked about how it helps to have a ritual before you start doing focused work. Like, he always takes a walk to get coffee before getting down to work. So I'm going to walk around the newsroom and put on music without words to get in the zone. I'll do all of this for a week. I like this. You have like a little uh, workout plan from your personal trainer, except it's for your brain, not your body muscles. But how will you know if you have succeeded? So I am not very confident in my focus ability, really, at all. Like, 20 minutes of doing one thing uninterrupted sounds completely impossible to me. Like, when I'm writing a story, I cannot not click over to something or some other tab. Or, like, I'm writing one sentence and I need to distract myself. So I think I'm going to suck at this. But that said, I want to be able to do 30 minutes of uninterrupted focus time by the end of my experiment. I'm starting off the experiment by doing my ritual, which is walking around the newsroom once before I get started. So that's what I'm doing. Looking like a crazy person talking to this microphone. This was me on my first day, completing my first ritual lap around the office. Okay, back at my desk. Going to find a, my playlist I found. I found this playlist called Concentrate at Work on Spotify. Going to set a timer or queue up a timer for 20 minutes. And I have a story that I'm working on, so I'm going to work on that. And ready, set, go. The playlist had a lot of techno beats. I sat down to work on my story, and it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I was trying really hard to not look at distracting things, and it was working. But soon enough, I realized that I wasn't exactly concentrating on my work either. I have five minutes left. I think I'm basically sitting here staring at the page, not concentrating, thinking about other things. I'm going to call this a fail. Well, this gets into like a, a tricky area, right? Because 
you thought you'd have to just eliminate your distractions, but then you find ways to distract yourself with your own mind, even if you're not actually like looking at Twitter or doing whatever else would take you away from being in your Word document. Yeah, my brain was distracting itself fine enough on its own, did not need the tweets. But I did decide to try it again that day. Okay. Take two. Got to do my ritual again. Okay. So I did my ritual again and walked around the newsroom. Then I sat down to do my work and again, my brain was fighting the concentration. I was reading a story and my eyes were jumping all over the page, just looking for something else to do. But if that weren't bad enough, then something out of my control happened. Becca. What? If Elon was a woman? Is that the subject line? What if it was? Great. Technically, grammatically, Elon were a woman. But it's a subject line, so I think it can be colloquial. Okay, so as you saw, I got interrupted by my boss asking me a question that's I can't X out her window. She just talked to me. Okay, it's over. My timer's up. Okay, I'm done with this experiment for right now. Too much to do. Bye. Well, there's a wrench that got thrown into your plan. Yeah, you we work in an open office. Like, not every interruption is a self-imposed interruption. That's like right. the internet. It's not and all also, my fault. This was your boss talking to you, right? So it was yeah. hardly somebody you could ignore or just be like, excuse me, I'm concentrating right now. Excuse me, I'm doing an experiment for a podcast to improve myself. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. And Cal had warned me about the stuff about my brain fighting it, but he didn't really warn me about the realities of working in a modern open office and how that could interfere with my experience. So I tried one more time on that first day and I failed yet again. 50 seconds left and I clicked away. <sighs> Man. So close. That sucks. Oh, not a very successful first day of focusing, huh? No. My first day was a bust. It sucked. I failed, like, hard every single time, and I was really feeling bad. Really bad about myself. But I had to keep going with the experiment. So, on day two, I soldiered on. And after the break, we'll see how I did. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. After my day of failures on day two, I decided that the playlist was the reason for my failed first day. I really hated the music. I'm just really not into techno. It felt like being inside an Urban Outfitters or a Burning Man themed co-working space. It was not for me. Don't alienate our techno loving (laughs) listeners, Becca. Sorry, it just wasn't for me. But I found something I liked better called Chill Lo-Fi Steady Beats. I don't have to play it for you, but I can if you want. I can imagine what it sounds like. I'll play it for you for one second. That's hella creepy. 
Okay, well, that just That sounds like haunted music box in a haunted house. But whatever works for you. Sleepy. Wow. Rude. Well, to me, it's neither sleepy nor creepy. I like it. And with this new playlist in hand, I did my walk around the newsroom ritual again. (laughs) Can I just point out that, like, it's kind of funny that every single time you decide you're going to get ready to focus in a given day, you now have to get up and walk around. It's so much walk. (laughs) I guess you're getting your steps in. That's right. So I walked around the newsroom again, and then I settled into another focus session. Need to... Close out my tab, close out my email, close out Twitter, minimize chat, setting my timer, and here we go. That day I was working on preparing for a big interview I had coming up. I was researching the people I was interviewing and then writing a list of questions to ask them. It was feeling pretty good. And then, before I knew it, time was up. I did it! I successfully focused for 20 minutes straight. No interruptions. Wait, already on your second day? Yeah. That's awesome. Considering you felt like you could never achieve focusing for more than one sentence of writing at a time. Yeah, it was, if I dare say miraculous, I I felt great. And so I thought maybe the playlist was the problem. But then came my next try and I failed. So wait, the playlist wasn't the problem? No. I mean, I think it helped. I think you have to make your environment as optimal as you possibly can. Like, I can't escape from our open office, but at least I don't have to torture my ears with techno music. But after controlling for that, I realized that the culprit, the reason I was still struggling, was the type of work I was doing. So Cal talked about two kinds of work. There's deep work and there's shallow work. Shallow work has to happen in order for just an organization to function, but deep work has to happen if you actually want to advance your organization or advance your career. Shallow work is necessary. Deep work pays the bills. Shallow work is the stuff we have to do to function in the workplace, like checking emails, attending meetings, making lists. And deep work is the meat of your job, which in my world is reporting and writing. And the deeper the work, the harder it is to focus on. Yeah, deep and shallow is a really apt analogy for that because I look at, like, the shallow work, the stuff that you can, like, tick off your list and it's just basically easy, but it makes you happy when you actually get around to getting it done. Like, that feels so good. But, feels yeah, it's, so not, good. it's not hard. So if you just set aside the time for it and commit to doing it, you can do it. But the deep work, it is, like, staring into an abyss. Like, you're just, like... I have to make something out of nothing. I have to write a story or I have to write a script for a podcast. Oh, I just got chills. It's it's so hard. And you just <laughs> stare into the abyss and it's just the ugly depth. Yep. But I also think that there is a spectrum of work in between. Stuff that contributes to deep work but isn't actually that deep. It's like deep adjacent. So for me, that's researching and writing up questions for an interview. Right. You actually have to think about that. Right. It's not like writing an email, but it's not like writing a story either. And that's why I think I got through that focus session because it was this medium work. Deep adjacent. That's right. So it's not as hard as writing a story. So I zoomed right through it. But so the deep work, does Cal have any suggestions for how to get through the deep work? Yes, but it's not a satisfying answer. It's not just change your playlist. He said I had to keep practicing. So I just kept trying and failing 
and trying and failing again. But then eventually, on day four. F yeah, did it. I got through 20 minutes and it wasn't a fluke. I'd broken through some wall and kept succeeding. And by day five, I was comfortably getting through 20 minutes. So I decided to go for the holy grail, 30 minutes. I'd been training for this moment all week. I get up from my desk to walk around the room to get in the optimal mindset. After a brisk walk, I'm feeling good. I sit down, put in my earbuds, and switch on chill lo-fi study beats. My brain feels primed. I set my timer, and then I get to work on a story. I'm in the zone, writing complete sentences without taking a break. I think about checking Twitter, but I tell myself, no, stay strong. And before I know it, Okay, I did the 30 minutes. It was torture, but I did it. I'm a hero. Okay, now I can sit across my throat. <laughs> wow. Wow, 30 minutes. The holy grail. You hit your goal. I know. And it really felt amazing. And I feel so freaking good. Like, it just doing 30 minutes of writing where you just get through it, you focus, you feel like a queen. I know, I know this sounds like I'm over-exaggerating, but it really felt good. <gasps> I mean, usually it's so hard for me to get stuff done at 3 p.m. on any day. And wow, this is crazy. I feel so good. Like my brain felt different, I swear. And from then on, I was untouchable. I did 30-minute blocks of focus work for the rest of the week, no problem. I was getting so good at 30 minutes that on my last day, day seven, I decided to try for 40 minutes. Whoa. We did it. Honestly, it was hard. Um, but I got a lot done. Finished one task, started another. Honestly, I feel like I could do more time. Wow. From zero to hero. <laughs> Congratulations, Becca. Thank you. You really triumphed. Yeah. It felt amazing as, not to restate the point, but it felt amazing. It feels amazing. I had been worried that it would be harder for me to get through the time when I had hard work like writing to do, but it wasn't. I not only wrote my story, but I liked it. It got addictive. I wanted more and more. Cal, our focus aficionado, predicted that that would happen. If you do this pretty aggressively for a week, by the end of the week, you'll feel, you know, this is not only a little bit easier, but my work feels a little bit different. I feel like I'm achieving a new level of concentration. I'm producing sharper words or more words per minute or whatever the metric is, but that I'm, I'm better at concentrating than I was. The other feeling you should be looking for is also uh, the, a sort of an emergent attraction to concentration as something that you start to crave more. So many parallels with exercise, right? Like you... It takes discipline. You have to work out your muscles. And then when you do it, you feel really good. And then you get kind of addicted to it. I'm curious, do you think your work was sharper? Like, did the writing you did during those concentrated times actually turn out better? 
So it's very hard to measure this, but it was during a time of intense productivity for me. It was like a crazy couple of weeks I had there. Also, the story I wrote one of those times was a story that this does not happen often, but my editor was like, oh, this is really good. And so I don't know, you know, you can't really measure it, but yes, (laughs) I guess. Well, it definitely sounds like you succeeded at your experiment, right? You sailed past that 30-minute goal. Yeah, I did. I did it. After my week-long experiment, I was an enthusiastic, focused supporter. I am so into this, and I hope I can keep doing it. It feels so good to just sit down and do work. And I also was really scared that when I got to writing stories, because writing is so hard and torturous, and you want to just, like, write a sentence, look at Twitter, write a sentence, check your email, that that would be so hard. But when I was doing the concentrating thing, it, it just wasn't. It just, I think... You psych yourself out, but you can sit down and write a story. And yeah, it's not perfect, but you can do it. So that was awesome. The downsides, I think, are when you come back, you feel like you can just go crazy not focusing. Yeah, I wonder if if you don't keep this up, it goes back to being just as hard. If the exercise analogy holds, then it would, right? Yeah, I read somewhere about exercise. Like, if you don't do it for two days, you're back to your base. So maybe it's the same for brain. Like I can't, I have to go back to 20 minutes and not being able to do it. But you're addicted to it at this point. So it shouldn't be a problem. That's right. Just keep doing these sessions. Focusing forever. Um, But yeah, I think there are a couple of caveats. Like I said, you do, there's like still a lot of procrastination involved. Like this does not have anything to do with procrastination. Like it took me a long time sometimes to get to the focus session. And I think you in a way procrastinate more before and after because you are anticipating all of your focus. You're like, I got to get in my internet time now, like a crazy person. And then I also think like not everyone can do this if you have a type of job where you can't shut the world out for chunks of time of the day. But I think a lot of people think their job is like that, but it's not. They think that they can't shut the world out, but they can. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people can take 20 minutes and not answer emails. Yeah. And presumably, if your job really is one of those jobs that you can't shut out the world, like like you're an air traffic controller, yeah. then Don't do this. by not shutting out the world, you're actually doing your job. Yeah. So you would still feel accomplished, even if you're just like listening to all the inputs and, you know, taking in lots of yeah. outside feedback, because that's still right. good work. Like, right. you never would need to check Twitter. You might need to <laughs> respond to an email, but you're right, probably not as quickly as you think. Yeah. So I, I really strongly suggest people try this. Um, and the big lesson that I'm taking from this is I thought of myself as somebody who thrived in the chaos. Like I, I'd optimized working with distractions. And now I know that there, I don't have to do that. Like there's a better way. And it not only helps me get work done, but it really made me feel a lot better. It's like I don't want to say there's a simple trick that will like turn you into some superhuman worker. But sometimes you just have to, like, try something different and you'll feel less stuck. Next time on Works For Me, Francesca takes on the dreaded team meeting. Oh, does anyone have any general announcements? 
Um, Alright. Thanks for listening to another episode of Works For Me. If you like this show, please go over to Apple Podcasts and take a second to rate, review, and of course subscribe to our show. And tell your friends. Yeah, tell all your friends. Or your best friend, at least. You can also find all of our shows and our very cool illustrations on Bloomberg.com slash works for me. Are there any problems in your work life that you're dying to fix? We would love to hear about them. Call us and leave us a voicemail at 212-617-0166, and we might use it on the air. Or you can tweet at us. I'm at Francesca Today. And I'm at RZ Greenfield. This show was hosted and recorded by me, Becca Greenfield. And me, Francesca Levy. This show was produced by Topher Forges. Jordan Spear did the illustrations on our show page. And we want to give a special thanks to Eben Novi Williams, Liz Smith, and Erica Carpinello. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. See you next week. Bye. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash FutureInvestor slash radio. 